Hi, and welcome to Humans Aren't Robots, brought to you by Digital Noir, the podcast where we dive into the human side of tech and business. I'm your host, Sam Davies, and we are joined by a really strong human today, someone who many of you out there will know. Um, this was at South Start early in the year. He's an investor. He's an entrepreneur. He's, have a ve- he's had a very varied career. A lot of you will know him from his role on Shark Tank Australia, the one and only Mr. Steve Baxter. Steve's career is a lot more broad and richer than just his time on television, though. Um, he's a founder. He's a director. He's the CEO. He spent time in a lot of companies over the last 25 years, including Google, he jumped into the tent and proceeded to lie on the floor. I hope we've got some photos for that to roll out with this episode. It was a very relaxed conversation. For those of you that may be listening for the first time, we were recording at a conference in South Australia called South Start, where they had breakout chill-out areas set up um, around the conference in these huge, giant tents, amazing tents. And Steve came in and had a bit of a lie down. It was pretty hot outside, so he took the weight off his feet and... Uh, we had to talk about how the work ethic of young people has changed since some of Steve's earliest startups. The difference between millennials entering the workforce now versus those that were starting out just after the recession of the 90s. I talked about how Steve maintains his teams. It's something I'm really interested in as a leader. And I love asking people questions about how they do drive high-performing teams and, and keep people happy and engaged at work. Um, I found out that he really likes to keep it old school. No ping pong tables and no remote working for him. And it's interesting getting these different points of views from successful business people. And of course, I had to ask Steve about his time on Shark Tank. I was actually in the tank with him a couple of years ago with the legends from Beer Power. Shout out to Paul. We uh, we donned our we donned our Beer Power shirts and dove into the tank and got pretty bit down by Steve himself. So it was interesting sort of recounting my experience there and you know, battling with the shark on my own terms. Um, it's interesting sort of hearing some of his sort of takeaways from his time on the show. It was a really great chat, a pleasure to speak with Steve, um, and some insights into an old school work ethic in a modern environment. A really true human, I think, um, and someone that's not afraid to share their opinion, which I appreciate in this day and age. So without further ado, let's jump in with Mr. Steve Baxter. We are sitting here, or well, Steve is lying here in the uh, in the in the tent at uh, at South Star. Welcome, Steve. G'day, how are you going? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, so I'm formally introduced. I'm Sam Davies. So this is uh, Humans Aren't Robots is the name of the podcast that that you're on right now. Um, so actually, so I sat in and listened to your talk this morning. The, Sorry the, about the, that. The panel. It was a bit of a mutual fart sniffing competition. Wasn't <laughs> there? there was nothing really controversial in there at all. It needed to be spiced up, I reckon. Yeah, I thought you were, you were trying to spice it up a little bit at, at the start. but well, it's it's didn't. Founders are great. We love founders. Founders, founders, founders. Yeah. Sorry, but I do like founders as well, but I mean, it, 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 there needs to be some context around it, which is I think the point I had um, about, uh, you know, we look at traction. We, yeah. we do. We do gateway founders. The founders are bad. We don't touch them. But we look at the, we look at the business essentially because we are investing in the business. Yeah, that's right. We the business and say, right, oh, they've built something and shit, people are using it and, oh, they're paying for it even better. Right, let's look at the team. And yeah, so that's what I was going to ask. How important is the team? Because team sure, is very important, yeah. but a shit team won't build a won't build poor traction. Yeah, sure. If you know what I mean? And so in Nick's comment, Nick's trailer comment, I so said you wouldn't invest it in like Mel and Cliff or whatever. Yeah, and Cam, like. Well, before they built nothing, no, would you have? And he said, well, no, I don't suppose I would have. Well, fancy that. It's easy to say that with hindsight, right? No, but he was, he was sort of saying, 
given given my my point that we look at traction, therefore I wouldn't have looked at Canva. But Canva built their their, 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 their scrapbooking business and then pivoted into what they do now, which yeah. is great. We have lots of companies that pivot, so they actually had traction. They actually had they proved they could do something. That's right. Which is what we look at, right? So yeah. So if you'd gone back before they had that business and said, "Oh, they're just great founders. They they seem really passionate," then he wouldn't have invested either. Oh, they're lovely people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, great. Come get a dog. So yeah, sure. <laughs> So what what gets you out of bed in terms of so so you've been I, I got two two year olds and a six year old that'll, 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 that'll get you out of bed. Get me out of bed let me tell you right now I'm in Queensland mate where the sun gets up at four thirty in the morning yeah so we don't have daylight savings so we're, we're just stupid <laughs> so um, I'm sorry I'm being very practical here with the answers but very practical things like screaming kids and sunlight get me out of bed then I walk the dog for an hour in the morning that's always fun listen to podcast that's a good audio book what do you what do you like listening to I, I like um I like science fiction um, military sort of space opera you know big big stories yeah space battles a lot of military hard tech stuff I don't a lot of you know I, I do listen to occasional business book and stuff yeah but um, to be honest I read that much but during the day I can't be stuffed that's my escape yeah I just you know give me some give me some spaceships blowing each other up and some aliens and let's get stuck in <laughs> any authors in particular a whole bunch so um, I, I tend to find a, a series that I, I read uh, a, a book that I like and then they, they'll be like you know between two and twenty yeah, especially books in, in that series. genre yeah yeah, yeah so Reading, I'm reading Gordon Nuttall, listening to reading, call it reading, uh, Gordon Nuttall at the moment, Gordon Nuttall, Graham Nuttall, okay. um, which is quite good, lots of aliens in that one. Um, I always liked, um, in the books and stuff, I like Kim Stanley Robinson, who's did, I had a Mars series, fantastic, Peter okay. Hamilton's got some amazing stuff, he's got some surreal shit, he's just a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a I think he dropped some good acid yeah, white sure. stuff, let me tell you, <laughs> so Christopher G. Nuttall, that is what Christopher G. Nuttall, um, and, and alternate universe stuff, so it's, you know, um, where, you know, like, it's all military related. So look, yeah, it, it's my escapism. A bit of you know, a bit of zombie apocalypse and yeah, nice. You know, end of the world, bring it on. Nice, eh? That's funny. I, I read so much when I was a teenager and an early adult, and I think that you know the, these things kind of zapped my brain a little bit. And I've just started getting back into reading. I, and I read a lot of kind of you know, non-fiction, but just started getting back into reading fiction. It's so nice to get properly lost in a story. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I spoke to um, Elaine straight after that that conversation that you guys had, and I, I was I was interested in about so. You know, there seems to be such conversation around purpose and all these, all these sort of buzzwords around these kind of things, right? Yeah. So I'm just fully lying on my back now because it's what? quite comfortable. And we're, we're in this weird TP tent thing. We've <laughs> gone all full hippie on it, this it, show. It, it, really it, it literally has. Um, I find a lot of I got a lot of colleagues in business. They, they they seem to be like wanting to reverse engineer. Like they, their purpose initially was to grow a business, right? But they're, now they're like, oh shit! Now I have to have this like uh, altruistic purpose or some something else, and it feels like they're trying to just like. You know, stick that on top of what they're already doing. Do you know yeah, what I look, mean? I think that, I think that the that the purpose stuff um, worries me a lot, to be honest. Hey? So uh, I did a uh, I did a job up in the Northern Territory for the Northern Territory government, Alice Springs and Darwin. It was called the Great Debate. It was good actually. It was really quite informative, and I, I like getting out to places that aren't capital cities. To be quite blunt, or you know, Darwinese, but you know what I mean. It, it's a small town, really. Yeah, well, large town. Um, and. Uh, the, the the topic was are millennials the best generation in the workforce and I was captain of the negative <laughs> so yep. that was fun and done the debates since I was in grade eight too so it was a bit challenging <laughs> that would have been interesting though yeah and um and I had to so I did a lot of thought a lot of analysis on it right and um when um and you look at you look at the lollies that you've got to offer modern kids in the workforce yeah in their first jobs they're being absolutely spoiled one and I love it as a dad and as a I think if we can actually have a society that that's you know people expect that level of opulence in their jobs um. I told the story in that debate about how I started in business in 94 and 
we had um, so that the, the recessions in Australia I'm pretty sure were, not, were 80 for 85 and 93 92 mm. I want to say we yeah. just skipped out of one in 2000 they, they pulled post GFC excuse me post GST and post uh, the Olympics they went to Australia almost fell into recession probably, yeah. probably was in recession technically so it, they're really scary times and no one's had it you know it's it, it, so I'm, you know, I'm almost 50 um, and so we remember the days of you know, when I first started here in Adelaide, my first business, we had a great staff, but I would call the workforce in general exceptionally compliant. They had seen what unemployment, they had seen bad times. Yep. And they were happy for a job and they were happy to knuckle in. Mm. I don't get that sense now. No. But there's other parts of the world that are that desperate and it's a global world. We're competing against them. So it, it scares the daylights out of me that we are going to have our, our lunch eaten because literally we've, we, you know, and at that point we'll, we'll then start to feel the economic pain. I don't want that. The last thing I want, everyone sort of says, we need a recession to sort this out. Oh, fuck that. No, they they the destroy answer. wealth and they yeah. destroy families. They're horrible things. We don't yeah. want them, right? But there really needs to be a recentering of the dial. I think we've gone too far on the other way and I think that, that that's got risks attached to it. What was the pro-argument in that debate? Like, what was it? What was oh, we're going to lose, right? Because everyone in the audience was a freaking millennial <laughs> and, 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 and you had to score with an app so all the old people didn't want to download the app, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're always going to lose. Um, and it was a good friendly debate, to be honest about, you know, how about... And there was a, there was two different teams. So I was I was there for Alice Springs and I was there for um, for Darwin. But only probably half as worse. So there was it was good that they, they, they would change it up. There was a variety, variety of questions. But, you know, being whingy little me, me, me and millennials, they had no real answers, right? They just wanted... I was just envious and jealous. I'm just trying to get people angry at me yeah, no, as we're sure. doing this podcast. Yeah, so it's, it's, all right. it's interesting because I'm on I'm on the cusp, right? I'm, I'm literally you know the the, the the oldest the millennial can be. But are I you feel, an entrepreneur or you're an employee? I'm not just I run my own business. Yeah, you so, do, yeah. yeah so, so and I made the point in my talk there, so I don't have a problem with millennial entrepreneurs. Okay, they've made the decision. They've actually made. They've 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 eaten ramen noodles and lined mum's couch. Right? Yeah. And when the going gets hard, the bad ones just go back and sure. be the employee, right? So yeah. I actually have very few problems with millennial entrepreneurs, any entrepreneur, to yeah. be honest. I think that, you know, if they're in there and do it seriously, they've, they've, their mindset's changed. It's done and they're off. Yeah. So I, it's more from an employee problem than I have the issues, well, to be honest. As an entrepreneur, that, so I have uh, 12 employees, it's in, uh, 90% of which are millennials, a couple are younger than that. I find that it's quite frustrating because I've tried to build a workplace that where I, I was just talking about with Lilia, where I'd love to work, right? So that if, I, if I had to go out and get another job now, I would want a certain degree of autonomy. Like I, I couldn't be that compliant person. Yeah, because it was, so what do you want? So this comes down, I think, what do you want? So I always sort of, for me, the most ideal thing I can give my staff, you know, obvious comforts, obvious physical comforts is it's a no-brainer, right? Sure. Um, you know, we don't want them sitting on milk crates. We'll get them actual chairs and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but what I want to give them is they get to work at whatever in the morning, 8, 39, whatever it might be, and at 5 in the afternoon they go, oh, shit, it's 5 o'clock, I've got to go home. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they've got purpose. They've actually achieved something. If the day goes, if it's, a, if it's a tough place to work, it's boring, it's a slow day. Mm. If you're achieving things and it's a great place to work, it's a fast day. So I think, you know, so what do you want to give my employees? I work in a really fast, fulfilling day to be honest because they'll go home and go wow I just you know I did things smash something out yeah you, so you've actually given them that mental you've not you know you've, you've, you've in return for wages you've gotten productivity but you've also given back uh, I think a, a large chunk of, of, of mental well-being and that they have absolute per- a professional purpose which mm. is and that's, that's above free cornflakes and the other shit we've got off of people nowadays excuse me so. yeah no, no, no problem at all. A good question for you, a piece of advice maybe is, so I find that within our business, so we, we've spent a long time trying to you know, weed out that kind of working working late mentality, right? So it is, we try and, I want to have an action-packed day where you come in 
at 8.30, leave at 4.30, whenever it might be. But around that as well, I find that it's it's quite difficult. And in, in the industry we're in, so web design development, um, app design development, um, there was a lack of resources here locally in Adelaide. So it's often quite hard to actually find the good people. But then... How do you discipline at that point? Like, if 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 a deadline's missed and and the the person themselves doesn't have that accountability within them, you know, to 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 take it on themselves as a business, how how do you then how do you provide that layer of discipline or that layer of sort of you know? So I um, so I uh, I get asked a lot. Me said a lot, a lot of pressures. I've got I have seven staff about. Um, four of which are full time and there's like a couple of four days and one three day for example so whatever that works out to be an FTE um, and, and, and it's a lot of times as well I want to work from home and I'll tell you what, I've, I've worked in the best company in the world I'm making air quotes when I say it's the best company in the world which is Google right Yeah. and with the work from home there I saw it was disastrous it was honestly people just goofing off and lazy and being lazy mm. and just doing nothing all day I didn't like that at all Sure. but there are I shouldn't say that so in our area that was probably the, more the case you know where you actually have um where you actually have where, where, where your job you know if, if you can what you do for your job if you can if you can do piecework you understand the concept of piecework which is where, where if you made a piece of something you got paid for it yeah so you got paid for what you produced and it's, it's illegal in Australia yeah. which is crazy but a lot of places in the world where it happens it's actually done quite effectively but if you have a system where you can measure the work output and mm. understand that it's fine if you actually know that person is producing X lines of code or they're committing yeah. this whatever it might be they're doing casements or case, case loads or journals whatever it is yeah. good software system and track it you can understand that I get that but we don't do that. I mean, we're, it's a lot more, you know, it's a lot more, it's very hard to put those distinct tasks around that. So yeah. come on in. We're going to have a social workplace. Yes, I'm the old boss. You're not working from home. Get the hell over it. Mm. So, because um, it also leaves you a slippery slope. It's like, well, they're working from home. Why can't I? Yeah. And all of a sudden you have an empty office and you don't really know where the productivity is going. And, and whilst the whole bunch of people will be saying, well, oh, that's inefficient. And, you know, it's sort of managing by looking at the back of people's shoulders. Mm, yeah. I've, you know, but you know, uh, I'll put my I'll put my um, track record with respect to my business successes on the line. Let's have a look at yours. Sure. So um, I I think there's a lot to be said for continuing to do what works. Yeah. How do you feel about distributed workforces then? I don't mind that. Let's say, what, what, providing you got the systems in place, and we see that with our startups, a lot of developers, they've got we got people with teams all over the place. If yeah. You know what I mean? But with the modern software tools, you can do that. You know, what I mean, for developers, it's probably a really easy way to do it. Mm. Um, but you know, it's with okay. So if you're a um, you know, we have a we have a, we have a legal counsel, for example. Um, yeah. You know, we have analysts who analyse, you know, potential, you know, do do due diligence. You can't say how many pages of DD did you do today. It's not a thing if you know. I mean, it's research. It's, it's actually not a thing. So yeah, that's right. But the outputs there as well. You can see see what's been done. Yeah. So I've got to, I've got a, a, a Raymond who's in the Philippines full time, and Praz who's been with me eight years in in Bandung in Indonesia, and that works great. I get them over once a year. They're actually here now. I get them over yeah, once a year awesome. and get the team together. I think that's important to actually have that human connection a couple of times a year. Yeah. And this, this for me is, is when we talked before about, uh, I fear about the way that the, way that the new gener- newer generations carry on the workforce, what we have to offer them. The fact that it's a, I, I like a globe, I'm a libertarian, so I, I think we should, you know, I, I, I'm also, na- I'm also an, uh, um, a, a patriot nationalist. Yeah. Don't read the right wing context into that. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, 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 I'm just a fan of Australia. So, um, you know, so but I do believe that we should have we should have um, um, freedom of movement of labour, if you know what I mean. Yeah. We don't, right? But we've gotten ways around that, so we can offshore, for example, right? Yeah. So that's the you know, as more and more of the offshoring because it's damn sight cheaper. Let's face it, right? As yeah. That gets easier. The tools get better. And the understanding and and, and 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 you have to do it because your competitors are doing it. 
then, you know, there's a real problem in Australia, right? Because we are bloody expensive. We're proudly expensive. We yeah. overregulate ourselves and we, we cost too much. And we go, yay, didn't we win? I'm like, yeah, today. But, you know, let's, let's just hold our breath and, Jesus, hope it still keeps working because you can't guarantee that. Yeah, and there's, there's sliding scales of that. So, I mean, I, I think that when you're offshoring jobs that could easily be done here well, you know that so i mean ours has often come out of just necessity because we actually can't find the or right people yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or at a price right so um you know i can't afford you know one hundred and seventy thousand dollar developer that's you know a gun from sydney coming over to adelaide so i mean it's a, it's, it's a bit of sort of a you know labor suck here in adelaide people people get out of here I, mm. I did it myself you know i left and then came back um which is frustrating um so it's out of necessity but hmm, it's interesting I, I would i'd love to jump into a, a quick chat about beer pal if you, if you, yeah, if you do happen to do it because it, it was it was a it was a good journey for us and i mean I, so we de- we developed it and designed it um so it's not it's not my business but um was with, with paul from the start in terms of the journey so um yeah interested in hearing uh, the behind the scenes take of sort of your so does the audience know what happened do you want to give a quick audience, so there? yes the audience probably know but uh, so beer pal um is a, an app that we developed um about six years ago now still running um i think i might have installed my phone yeah nice um <laughs> We, I think 2016, uh, myself, Paul Cameron, uh, pitched it Shark Tank to, to Steve. Uh, Steve had a fair bit to say about it on the <laughs> during the pitch. <laughs> um, look, it, it was um, uh, look in, in general uh, Shark Tank. Look, we, we do a hundred pitches in four weeks, yeah, yeah, if sure. you know what I mean. So, uh, so I've, you know, I've, we did a lot more in the first year. So, we're close to five hundred ish. Wow. Over the um, over the four years of that, yeah. of that oh, five hundred, at least four hundred over, over, over four, four years of that show. So, um, <laughs> they all blend into one at some point did, in time. Did that was that beneficial to you as an investor? Like, did you did you was it good having that? You know, because obviously it's probably different kind of things than you're hearing pitched, um, you know, in, in yeah. Brisbane. So was it was it interesting to sort of have some of that stuff come at you, or was it? Look, it was, a bit it, was novel? Abs- it was an absolute absolute honour. Mm. We, we sat there and people people came in and, and they basically put their hopes in. And a lot of times it was their hopes or aspirations. That they, they 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 know that entrepreneurship is one of those ways they can positively change their family's future if they get it yeah. right. So you have to take that responsibility very seriously. And you know, I, I get a lot of feedback with, with the way that I come across on TV and I'll say that we've never been given a single piece of artistic direction. Sorry, they tried to give me artistic direction on the first day and I took my earpiece out and threw it in the bin. <laughs> so um, they've never really given any artistic direction, technical direction, like, you know, stop picking your nose, stop scratching your nuts, yeah, things yeah. like that, you know. Um, so, uh, I, I know, and so with that, because it's you know it's it's it's, it's a it's a very much an honour, it's very much a, a lot of responsibility. I also believe over responsibility because it's the one thing you can do as a business owner. If you get it wrong, you you will go to fucking bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about advice is it's so easy to ignore. It's like I, I don't understand the current offence culture we've got because you know getting offended on what someone says is like deliberately stepping in a dog turd. If you know what I mean, it's it's incredible, right? Yeah ignore the advice but by god i'm going to give it to you if you know what i mean sure. and I'm, I'm wrong I'm, you know and every time i have an adverse reaction about a business or i i say no i, I hope like hell i'm wrong like, i don't want those people to i want it, i want success where it's where it's where it's deserved and earned anyway yeah so um so you know it, it's it's a big responsibility you know we have some fun generally how i operate in that show is um um we uh um you know, if, if I know I'm going to make an offer, I sit there and go, right, how do I keep this pitch on TV for as long as possible? Yeah. So I usually start a fight with Janine or Naomi or Glenn or something like that. It's like they, the TV people, they want that sort of cool, you know, that, sort of, that sort of cat fight shit going on. Yeah. Um, and there is some there is some real cat fights as well. So it's not all, you know, there's, yeah, there's, some, there's some personalities in there that don't quite see eye to eye. Um, 
So, um, or if I think, yeah, these are nice guys. I'm not going to invest, but they, they deserve a good TV ad. Yeah. I'll start a fight. Keep on TV for as long as I can. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take much. It's just a half-sexist comment and I am. Like that. That'll set her off. It's always pretty funny. So, <laughs> you know how to push people's buttons. And Glenn knows how to push mine back, you know. So, sure. we, we all do it. So, we're all, end of the day, we all have You're making TV at the end of the day as well. So. Yeah, we're all friends at the end of the day. Yeah. Just, it's a TV show as well, right? So, yeah. um, you know, we're there to have a bit of fun too. What's your thought on those two-tiered marketplaces? So, so like, we, we develop apps. Like, I, I get pitched, you know, a bunch of stuff every week as well. And, and to be honest, I feel the same way as you. I actually feel it early in my career, I, well, I wanted, you know, the job as well. So I would take on projects that, I, you know, I wouldn't take on now out of, uh, you know, just necessity, I suppose. Now I, I feel it's a responsibility to tell people that, you know, I, I, I don't believe in this side. I think, I think you need to do much more due, due diligence before you come back to a developer. Like, don't waste your money on, on us building something. Like, you're not at that point yet, which I think is, people don't want to hear that, but it's, I think it's, you need to tell it if you, that's what you believe, right? Yeah, um, that's interesting. So, uh, was it, was it a panel this morning or something? What happened? There was a lawyer on a panel. No, I didn't say that one, sorry. Oh, and it was, it was the accelerating commercialization breakfast this morning. That's right. There was an IP lawyer there. She was fantastic. She said, people come to me and ask me for advice and should I get should I get a patent? Oh. I'm an IP lawyer. Of course I'm going to say yes. For God's sake, don't come to me for that advice. Go to, so go to the accelerating commercialization advisors. Yeah. And that same thing, I think that, you know, that you're in, you're in, you're in business to, to make to, to, to be in business right to, yeah. to get business so uh, ultimately for you know it's not a dirty word you're there to make money yeah you know, sure, with, 100% with, with money that you do all sorts of good things so um, when someone comes to you and says I want to do this you, I have no issue with the person saying yeah, I'll do it for you yeah that's you fine know? so um, that, that person really should you know it, it's everyone's an adult and it, you know literally and I think it's um, is it Charlie Munger or Warren Warren Buffett who says that you know you should never ask your barber if you need a haircut yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, so, that's right, yeah. he's always going to say oh, yeah, you need two yeah. <laughs> and this cream you're just chucking it afterwards <laughs> so, I mean, so you have to understand who you're talking to you know it's a big lesson in life for everything you have to understand you know everyone's got a bias and everyone's got a, everyone's got a, everyone's got a, a, a bias yeah what they want it's okay so I'm talking to you and I want to sell you something of course I'm going to nudge that way yeah. it's just natural right so um and I think it's beholden on adults or in business especially to understand that um, and yep. how much responsibility does the other side of the conversation have for that you know there's a sucker born every minute um, if you're doing nothing illegal someone says I want to spend $100,000 building this app I'm like sure yeah. <laughs> you know yeah yeah, business has come into me that you know that that's less you know less sweat off my back. But I think you know the, these sort of you know, mum and dad founders who you know remortgage the house or whatever going to chuck. Oh, so we sat in Shark Tank too. It's just yeah. like you hear the story. How'd you fund this? I mortgage the house and you can just oh gotcha. You're like you know mm. what, what? Who told you? Oh, we had, we got this consultant who said we should do it. You're like yeah. There's a lot of the consultants out oh. there. We had one the other day. This this app. Uh, like Apple wouldn't have uh, let it through their their uh, acceptance criteria. Like just it, it wouldn't have been let through. It had some he he he'd done the IP law stuff away, which I said was just crazy. Like you, you're not going to get any IP around there. So he had some patent pending, which some lawyer had got some money out of. He's gone to a business consultant who was just pushing him for it. No, you got to do it. No, you got to do it. And I'm like, it's not possible. Like you can't do it. And he just he still wanted to do it. But that's uh, yeah. But you, like you said, you can give advice, but people don't have to take it. Yeah, no, did right. And you know, and and it's. You know, maybe they're right and you're wrong at some point. Yeah. Tell you how you go. Well, maybe that was going to work. <laughs> so yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. 
Awesome, mate. Well, um, I won't take any more of your time. But, no uh, worries. No, cheers. It's cheers for stepping in. Line yeah, it's good. I think, any, I think so I'm going to lie down for so the next one. So what's your business again? You're so Digital Noir is, right. uh, is my business. So, yeah, based here out of Adelaide. Sam just plucked me off the street here at South Star. Literally and, just yeah, pulled him into the just tent. Just pulled me straight in the tent and said, lie down here. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't get lavish with grapes, though. With them lying, lying no, no, like no, no wine or grapes. No wine or grapes. I might go and try and find some wine or something. Yeah, I think I might do the same thing. Maybe some juice of juice of wheat you're heading out for some uh, dinner tonight you're going to do no, that there's a, there's a drink on I've got a, I've got a flight at 7 so okay. um, I'm going to have a put a couple of gins in my head get in the plane and fall asleep sounds good mate <laughs> alright mate oh, I really appreciate it cheers hey everybody Sam here again thanks so much Steve for that conversation really appreciate your time I know that you're a busy gentleman and it was really great to get some uh, different points of view on some of these uh, points around team culture and how to manage a creative and dynamic team. So appreciate that, Steve. It was good to uh, catch up again and I much preferred the time in the tent than in the shark tank. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love you to tell some people that you uh, think might care about it, share it on LinkedIn or across your social networks. And uh, leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you get your uh, podcasts from is really helpful and helps us get it out to a wider audience. So until next time, I'm signing out. Stay human. <laughs>